You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is Thursday. I know this is a little bit later than we usually go live, but man, I'm excited to talk some football. We've got a lot of fun stuff planned as some new news has surfaced for the 49ers regarding D Ford. We're going to talk about that. Uh, We're going to jump into the salary cap and some updates that were there. And then we're going to talk about probably the number one priority free agent. And that's none other than Trent Williams, uh, left tackle, who's been with the 49ers for exactly one year. Where are those contract situations currently with the cap? Because that is going to impact it big time. But also, man, I'm going to play the doomsday scenario. The small percentage of what if, what if the 49ers are not able to come to a long-term deal with Trent Williams? What would the draft going into the draft look like without big silverback uh, on the left side. So we're going to be doing that and going to go through an entire mock draft, which was a lot of fun. I spent way too much time on this. <laughs> I, I was planning on recording at 4 uh, <laughs> uh, p.m. And, uh, man, I just got into it and just went down some rabbit holes. And, man, it's, I look up at the clock, and sure enough, uh, an hour and a half has gone by. And it's that season, right? The NFL draft is Christmas for NFL fans, it's what it is. It's where I've gotten my start, and I just freaking love it. Uh, shout out to the Countdown crew. I see everybody showing up strong. I freaking love it. Um, let's do this, man. Uh, yeah, Jason, I am with you. I can't wait for free agency and how that affects our draft. And, you know, that's an important point you put there, Jason, because this front office, their entire MO, you know, we've got a little bit of a track record now with uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. They will plug... Every single hole, gap, at least with something. They will not go into the draft where it's, oh, we have to have a left tackle. Uh, they're going to find, and you know this year is going to be harder than ever because of the lower cap, but they're going to plug. They're going to sign cornerbacks. We're going to have two to three, you know, definitely not to the extent of, man, an all-pro corner and an all-pro you know, center and all those things. But guarantee you this. 
they will sign and fill those holes so that when they go into the draft, they are not pigeonholed into certain positions. Now, they could have a plan and hope to still upgrade those positions, but free agency is going to impact this huge. Um, and so, so I love that. Uh, here we go. Let's get into this. And this was a question that was sent to me from John, not myself, uh, via Gmail. He said, hey, John, hope all is well. I have a 49ers-related question for you. Maybe you can give me some insight. Can the 49ers release D Ford even if he is injured? And if he's still injured, what would we have to do for an injury settlement and cut him right away? How's that all work out? Well, you know, there's sites like Over the Cap com, uh, Spotrack, great sites with a lot of information. However, these contracts are not simple, you know, five-year, $25 million deal. It's $5 million a year. That's not how it works. There's so many little caveats in there. Again, with Trent Williams, he can't be franchised this year. That was written into his contract whenever he renegotiated to come to the 49ers. And if, if you're in the back of your mind thinking, well, why the hell did we add that in there? Remember, Washington wanted to trade Trent Williams to the Minnesota Vikings for a second round pick. Trent Williams turned that down because he wanted it. So he finessed his way to come to the 49ers, which we should all be thankful. And we paid a very low price. <laughs> and a reward was restructuring and still getting more cash up front and taking away that franchise tag. So, and all that to say this with D Ford, we just found out that he has an injury guarantee built into his contract for the year 2021 the third year injury guarantee one of the best moves by agents uh, that they can get done so what the hell does that mean well if you look at his contract april 1st is a very very big deal because you can cut d ford and move on but if he's not healthy if he doesn't pass a physical now the 49ers have some major issues Okay, he has an $11.6 million injury guarantee for 2021 after April 1st. Now, what does that mean? Okay, it, theoretically, if he passes his physical, you can cut him and you save a lot of money. Well, how much money? Well, let, let's look at this. Uh, so let, let's play this out two different ways. Let's say hypothetically, he's healthy. You cut him, that's only $4.8 million dead cap. That's it. But if he, I mean, the rest of it comes back to you. So you're saving, you know, 12 plus million on this deal. But the problem is if he doesn't pass his physical, and I'm telling you guys right now, there's no way in hell D Ford's passing his physical. Back spasms, like he's not there. He's not there. He wants to pass it. The 49ers want him to pass it. The best situation would be he's healthy. We pay him what he is worth and he goes and plays for the 49ers. But as we know, that is not the case. So he already has $4.8 million dead cap. That's money the 49ers will never get back. You are paying him that this year. That's the salary bonus that is prorated. But if he fails his physical, which he will, that's an additional $11.6 million just on 2021. That carries all the way up. My math is terrible here. But $16.4 million cap hit to cut D Ford. That's what it's going to cost in 2021. You're only saving $3.7 million. Now, that's still $3.7 million a short cap year. That's what you would get back by cutting him after he failed his physical. But again, you have to designate that a post-June 1st cut. Another question I had, what the hell is a post-June 1st cut? Okay, the way contracts are written up, you can cut a player, which is 
before June 1st, before they make the active roster, or post June 1st, the natural league year turnover. And what happens is every team in the NFL is given two opportunities. You can only do two a year post June 1st cuts. And what that allows teams to do is choose, do you want to get the cap savings this year or do you want to spread them out over two years? Usually teams like to spread them out over the next two years. But with the shortened cap of 2021 because of COVID and all those related things, teams are doing the opposite. They want the cap relief now because everybody's under stress. So uh, the two people that that would happen to and would apply to is Western Richburg and D Ford. So uh, those would be the two cuts. Having said that, man, D Ford's going to be rough because again, he's not passing his physical. He's going to have a 16.4 million cap hit this year, no matter what, if he, if he fails that physical. So even if you cut him, you're paying 16 million for a guy that's not going to play. That hurts. What are the 49ers options there? Uh, you know, you could work out a crazy injury settlement. Uh, back to John's question, you could do that, where basically you say, hey, we owe you 16.4. We're cutting you regardless. Do us a favor. Instead of getting 16.4 million, we'll bump it up to 17, but we're going to spread it out over three years. So we're going to sign you to an extension. I know this sounds dumb, but we're going to sign you to an extension and then cut you so that you get more money over the long term, but we're going to spread that out over three years. Some players will refuse to do that because where D Ford is now, he's getting a, a, you know 16.4 whatever million. He's getting that this year. Why would I spread that out? Well, the team helped you out a lot. They stuck by your side. Um, we'll increase that an extra 600000 and then you could negotiate that out and redo the deal. We'll have to see what happens. You know, we have Parag Morante, who's probably one of the best financial guys. I know this deal would not look to say, but it, he hopefully he can work something out. And a lot of that information I got from David Lombardi, Matt Mayoko, they put out great work on this. But yeah, the D Ford thing is a situation that hurts. The 11.6 million injury guarantee that a lot of people didn't know about just surfaced, and that hurts because that comes straight off the 49ers cap. Now the good news is. The floor for the salary cap has been raised by $5 million officially. The lowest it could have been was about $174 million with some change. I think it was $174.6 million. And to put this into perspective, it was one ninety-eight this year. NFL just came out and said the lowest, the floor, it will be is $180 million for 2021. So it can't be higher still, hopefully crossing our fingers, but it goes up. So it's higher than that. Um, the... The floor literally means it just can't drop below that, but it can still go higher. That $5 million difference, that's the difference between Kyle Juszczyk, right? He made just over $5 million in his previous contract. I think that number is going to go down to about four. Uh, you sign him on a two-year, $8 million deal, $2 million count against the cap this year. You put the rest against 2022, uh, everybody's happy You move on. So there is some silver lining. Yeah, D Ford continues to kick us in the nuts. It's what it is. Uh, football is a 100% injury position or sport. It's going to happen. You kind of take it and you move on. Um, yeah, and, and it hurts. It really, really does hurt, but it's what it is. Quick question here from MK Green. John, what do you think is the best way to shore up our interior offensive line through draft and free agency? Who should we target and what round should we draft guards and centers? I am a firm believer that the second and third round, day two, is the ideal perfect time to target interior offensive linemen. Sometimes you get somebody like a Quentin Nelson, um, you know, that comes across that's just a transitional, you know, a generational talent. That's fine first round. 
I don't think there are any of those in this draft, especially where the 49ers are picking at 12. But you look at the second and third round, and it is ripe. Ripe. Mainly the second round. For guards and centers that fit the zone scheme that I really, really like. Um, and we're going to talk about those guys. Obviously, Creed Humphrey. I mean, there's just a lot of guys that are in there. Now, the popular names that a lot of people are like, oh, Landon Dickerson and guys like this, they don't really fit the mold. Um, it's just not there. But you've got guys like Wyatt Davis, Elijah Vera Tucker, Creed Humphreys. There are people there that can play the position. If you want to wait till later, Tommy Kramer, he's kind of a fourth-round target out of um, Notre Dame that you could look at for sure. But you don't want the big heavy guards. Kyle Shanahan, in this zone system that has been made very, very famous, it is not one of those kind of offenses that you want the big, bulky, giant offensive lineman. That's not, we have one of the smallest offensive lines outside of um, Trent Williams. And you say, well, Mike McClinchy's huge. Yeah, but he's super light. He's under 300 pounds. Another guy that I really, really like, uh, Sedarius Hutcherson out of South Carolina. You got to put a flag there next to South Carolina because the 49ers love that coaching staff. So, you know, he's another guy, 6'4", 320. He fits our scheme, Drake Jackson out of Kentucky. And these are kind of day three, fourth, fifth rounders. But if you're addressing a position with a fourth, fifth, six-round pick, you're not expecting them to compete for starts. Look last year, Colton McKivitz, case in point. 49ers were going to take him in the third round. Now, he ended up falling, and they got him super, super late. He got a couple starts in, yeah, showed a little bit of promise, but he's not a starting-level player currently. You get guys like George Kittle and Drake Greenlaw in the fifth round. Those are anomalies. You don't want to put your stock in those players making the roster, let alone starting. Drew Hill, yeah, you got to talk about this, right? Carson Wentz is now in Indianapolis. One, this is good and bad. Um, free, agent, free agent quarterbacks, price goes up. Guys like Sam Darnold, you're exactly right. This is a scarce quarterback market. You go back to the start of 2020, I guess 2019, that free agency period leading up into the season last year, nobody wanted quarterbacks. None of the old guys had retired yet. There was a strong, um, you know, quarterbacks coming out of the draft. I mean, you had people like Cam Newton and Jameis Winston, and these guys just sitting out there forever. That's not this year. <laughs> One, some of the quarterbacks didn't pan out. Some of the quarterbacks have retired, and now everybody is trying to go after a top-tier guy. It's just what it is. Now, is Carson Wentz a top-tier guy? I don't think so. But if you look at what Frank Reich did with Carson Wentz at Indianapolis whenever he was there before he became the Colts head coach, it makes perfect sense. Now, Carson Wentz, just a quick side note, if there is any place that Carson Wentz will be successful, Colts are number one. Amazing offensive line. Great offensive weapons. Amazing offensive coaches. It's a dream come true for Carson Wentz. Um, now, what does that do with the Eagles who pick at six? Because, yeah, they're now in the quarterback market. And you can say, no way, they're going with Jalen Hurts. Okay, I'm cool with that. Let's say, hypothetically, they do go with Jalen Hurts, and they just want to stay with him at quarterback. One, you need a backup. Two, I don't think Jalen Hurts did anything to prove he is exceptionally going to be the guy. I asked this question on Twitter right after the trade. Um, after the Wentz trade, do you think the Eagles go quarterback at six or just stick with Jalen Hurts? 73% said they stick with Hurts. Um, that's almost 600 votes. Uh, we're just about five hours in since that trade happened. I think quarterback is in play there, but I would not be shocked if they go elsewhere. Uh, I think they're a true 50-50 team. There is no way in hell 
you are sold on what Jalen Hurts did. Now you can say, all right, let's build around and see what we have. We picked up some picks for next year. We can trade up next year. Next year's quarterback class is not a guarantee. And this year quarterback class is pretty, pretty legit. I think quarterback will be there at six. But we'll have to see what happens. And yes, you, you are right. Um, the price is moving up for quarterbacks. Uh, that That's just what it is. Uh, the Eagles got fleeced. $33 million dead cap, the largest in NFL history. We're talking about D Ford hurting. You know, $16 million is huge. Eagles just took $33 million for a guy that they traded multiple ones and a two and a three to go get. So, yeah, it's... I'm... I like Carson Wentz as a player at times. He doesn't protect the ball. His ceiling is nuts. But, man, you got to protect the ball. And, again, <laughs> you're worried about Jimmy Garoppolo and injuries? Ugh. Carson Wentz is a whole nother thing. All right, let's move on and let's talk some Trent Williams stuff because why not? He's a hell of a player. How do you keep Trent Williams? Some, some news came out. Matt Barrows leaked this, that an offer was made by the 49ers front office to Trent Williams at the end of the season while the season was going on, and Trent turned it down. So does Trent Williams want to come to the 49ers? Yes, 100%. Is it a perfect fit? 100%. You look at what Trent Williams did this year, just for the AP vote on first team all pro, he finished third in tackles. The top two get it. Bakhtiari got 26 votes, um, and Garrett Bowles got 13 votes. Trent Williams got seven. So he had a great year. You know, he missed some time with COVID, uh, stuff like that. That kind of hurt him. But he's in. He's an all-pro tackle. <laughs> Historically, he has been. In his very first year back from the numerous years off, he picked up right where he left off. Um, you know, it probably hurt him a little bit that he was on the team that he was in. But you take that for what it was. Now, you look at these guys that he's compared around. So every single offensive tackle that received an all-pro vote, Bakhtiari had the most. He gets $23 million a year. Bowles, 17 million a year. Um, Teron Armstead got two votes, 13 million a year. Laramie Tunsil, who they traded two first round picks for, he gets 22 million a year. And Eric Fisher down at 12 million a year. So you can kind of see where the left tackle market is. The top end, 23 million. I think that because of Trent Williams' age, because of the salary cap, um, deficit as we've talked about this year, I really think 18 to 20 million. Now, news came out that Jacksonville is prepared to offer more. Well, of course they are. They're freaking Jacksonville. <laughs> Why the hell would you want to go play for a rebuild and a new coach that you don't know and, you know, whatever else? I get that, you know, they're getting Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville's not competing for a minute. It's just not happening. Trent Williams has been on record saying he wants to go to a team that is competing. Why change what is working for him? I think that he's coming back, and I think you know, eighteen to twenty million. You sign a three to four year deal, you backload it. He's thirty two years old, but the level he is playing right now, you got to hope that he gets there. Spotrack, who I really like that website, they have it at an eighteen point two million dollar projected offer. That's what they think that he is going to get. Now let's play devil's advocate. Uh, let's play with this. What happens? If Trent Williams does, in fact, sign somewhere else. And again, if I'm, I'm a betting man, let's be honest, I'm saying a 90-plus percent chance that Trent Williams returns to the 49ers in 2021. But let's play, that's 10%. Let's say he leaves. What does that mean? Well, one, you're getting a third-round comp pick. You're getting a third-round pick back. 49ers already have two comp picks next year and the following year because of Robert Sala and... um. Goodness, uh, off the top of my head, uh, Mayhew leaving or 
general manager to Washington football team. So we already got two third round picks in 2021, 2022 and 2023. We would get an additional one in 2022 because he's going to sign for 18 million. He's going to immediately be in that third round comp space. So if, if you look at it again, this is assuming that Trent Williams signed somewhere else. You traded a fifth and a third round pick for him. You let him walk, you get a third round back. Basically, you spent the number 156 pick, a fifth rounder, to get a one-year rental for Trent Williams. That's a huge win. Uh, you look at that number 156 pick. I went back and looked at it. That It was an offensive lineman, Keith Ishmael, that they picked. I didn't know. I didn't break film down on him or anything. He took four offensive snaps in 2020. We got our value already. Worst comes to worst. We get a third-round comp pick back for this guy. Spend that money elsewhere, whatever else. I want Trent back. I want to pay that money to get him. But the 49ers are not at all locked. It's not who they are. And we're going to do some more free agent episodes, uh, breaking down, you know, who's must sign, who's 50-50, and who's going to leave. Got that idea from Eric. What's up, buddy? Um, at a future episode. But if you do lose Trent Williams, that's 18 million that you could spread around. You get somebody like a Yannick Ngakwe and Kyle Williams for that same money. So you could plug, get an extra edge and a nickel corner. Uh, just a couple guys that I thought fit that $18 million range combined uh, together. So that money is going to go to somebody and the 49ers are going to be able to plug some type of hole. But let's jump into our mock draft. Let's play this out. Assuming Trent Williams doesn't come back, what does that look like? Now, before we do the mock draft, we're going to spend some time on this. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm such a nerd, man. I, I just love this stuff. I, I really, really do. I enjoy it very, very much. But I got to say, man, we've got something brand new coming out for our Patreon members, okay? So head to patreon.com. We have three tiers there. Friend of the show, you've got Frank Gore to see all the draft videos and all that stuff. There's... 250 hours plus uh, on there. Uh, did one this morning, which was a lot, a lot of fun, on Jalen Phillips, uh, edge player out of Miami. But if you join the Jerry Rice tier, we're doing something brand new. It, it's like an extra episode of the 49ers Rush podcast, but you're hanging out with me. We're going to do who can beat me in 49ers trivia. This is going to be a blast. We're going to do a big Zoom call. Um, everybody that's part of that, we're going to join. I've got some other friends from some other podcasts that are going to join as well, um, sharing some questions just from growing up, some draft stories, uh, at the draft, things like that. And you got to beat me in trivia. And so we're going to keep our leaderboard and all that kind of stuff and just hang out, have a couple drinks, and just chit-chat for however long we got to go. So if you want to be in on this, it's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, head over to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. Join that Jerry Rice tier. And, man, we're going to have an absolute blast. And not only do you have to beat me in trivia, we're also going to do a live mock draft together where I'm Roger Goodell and where I'm going to pick for everybody else. You guys get a pick for the 49ers. We're going to argue it out. It's going to be an absolute blast. I don't think anybody else is doing this um, in this medium space. So go over there. One, support the podcast. You don't like it, you can cancel right away. Uh, Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. That's the best way to support the podcast. All right. Let's do this. Let's jump into this mock draft. And again, caveat, this is what if we don't sign Trent Williams. That's how we're moving forward. Now, I gave trades for the 49ers, but nobody else. And I did this mock draft at first-pick.com. I love bouncing around using different, um, you know, the draft works great. First pick, uh, Pro Football Network has one. PFF has one. Bounce around, use them all. It gives you different views of whatever. So I did not pick... 
for everybody else in this draft. I just was the 49ers GM. So if you're like, man, there's no way this player is going there, I get you, and I'm with you. But it's very, very important to do crazy drafts like this because nobody expected DK Metcalf to last to the end of the second round. Nobody expected Greedy Williams to last that long. Weird crap happens in the draft, and that's why you do these exercises to see, man, what if? Let's see what happens. So without further ado, number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence. That's never going to change. Number two, New York Jets. They did go quarterback here. Zach Wilson, BYU, he's my number two quarterback as well. Miami, a little bit of a shakeup there. They go offensive tackle Pinay Sewell out of Oregon. I love this kid. His ceiling is as high as can be. Um, there are some drafts where Pinay Sewell would have been the number one overall player. But in the quarterback, crazy, needy world that we live in, it's not happening this year. Number four, Atlanta goes quarterback with Trey Lance, leaving Justin Fields on the board. I have Trey Lance ahead of Justin Fields. I know a lot of people give me slack for that, but that's okay. Um, Cincinnati, they stay offensive tackle. They don't get Panay Sewell, but they get Rashawn Slater, who I really, really like. And so he was the one in the back of my mind that I was like, man, we don't have Trent Williams. I would love it if he falls because I've seen a lot of mock drafts where, you know, Slater does fall to that 12 spot. Um, I think that he does go kind of top 10, but somebody's going to fall. And uh, offensive tackles are at a premium. So I get that he goes number five here. I was pretty bummed by that one. Number six, Philadelphia does not go quarterback. They go edge trying to beef up that defense. Gregory Rizzo, I thought this was a little early for him, but again, there's two positions that always creep up and are drafted higher, quarterbacks and edge players. This is a good edge class, not an elite. There's not a lot of elite guys. So if you want an edge player, you're going to have to reach a little bit. Um, the, the sweet spot for edge players is that 20 to 30, 20 to like 40 range because uh, somebody's going to fall there, and depending on what it is you're looking for, it's going to be there. But Gregory Zoe, in insane ceiling. Um, he would be a perfect fit there. Detroit, number seven, they do not go quarterback. They are in a rebuild mode. They go with the captain in their defense, linebacker, Micah Parsons. He's got some character issues, but, man, he fits the bill. You know, one of the top-rated linebackers to come out of the draft in a little while. Number eight, Carolina. Can't believe a quarterback fell here. I was thinking about trading up, but I was like, man, I traded up in my last mock. Let's just sit. Let's be patient. Uh, Carolina gets a quarterback, Justin Fields, perfect fit for that system. Um, Carolina's getting a quarterback somehow or another. I, I don't care what they got to do. They're getting a quarterback. They are ready to move on. They think their team is very, very close to competing. They just got to get something better under center. Denver, I thought this was a surprise pick at number nine, defensive tackle Christian Barmore. Uh, he's a hell of a player. And, man, we see defensive tackles go early all the time. You know, Derek Brown, I think, went seven or eight last year. Obviously, Ken Law went with us. We traded back from 13 to 14. Um, defensive tackles, if they provide difference-making ability and can help in the pass rush, they go top 10. Um, so not a shock there, but a little higher than a lot of people have them. Number 10, Dallas Cowboys, cornerback, Patrick Sertan. So many mocks have this. It just makes too much sense. Um, Jerry Jones loves Alabama players. It's a huge need. It's a perfect scheme fit. So clean. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good fit. So fresh and so clean, clean. So number 11, sorry about that. Appreciate you, outcast. Uh, number 11, New York Giants wide receiver, the first wide receiver off the board, and, man, if this guy would have dropped wide receiver Jamar Chase from LSU, 
He's my number one wide receiver by a healthy margin. If Jamar Chase is on the board with the 49ers, you take. I think you got to entertain the fact of taking him. It, now, is it a huge position need? No, but this kid, whoo. And we know Kyle Shanahan likes to spend on wide receivers. <laughs> he has demonstrated that. I know you got Tebow. I know you got Ayuk. But look how this offense stalled when one of them was out at any given time. It wasn't the same offense. Um, you say, well, our quarterback was out and our tight end was out. I get it. Um, but pff, Jamar Chase with Debo and Ayuk, golly. I'm telling you right now, Jamar Chase is going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, you give that guy two to three years, he's going to be one of the best. Point blank. That's all there is to it. He's that damn talented. You go back and you start watching um, 2019 version of LSU's offense whenever they won the national championship. And I'm telling you right now, he was way better than Justin Jefferson. Now, I understand Justin Jefferson went ham, and what he was able to do last year was bananas. But Jamar Chase, whoo! Uh, anyway, Giants take him. Now the 49ers are on the board at 12. And there's so many options. Man, yeah, people fell. Edge, you've got Aziz Ojolari. You've got Quiddy Pay. You've got Jalen Phillips. Incredible. Cornerback, Caleb Fairley. He's he's a top seven player on my board. Okay, I love Caleb Fairley. I've been very honest with that. J.C. Horn sitting there. Wide receiver, Jalen Waddle's still there. Kyle Pitts is still there. I, I, there. There's just guys all over the freaking place. Offensive tackles. This is a non-Trent Williams draft, right? We didn't re-sign him. He went elsewhere. Christian Derisaw, Samuel Cosme. You know, you've got these guys that are great zone-blocking fits. You've got a, a huge need at left tackle. And at quarterback, the big four are gone. Uh, you got Mac uh, Nugget Jones from Alabama. He's still there. A little too early. No way in my world I'm taking that. But, man, you're looking over this. And we're going to make a trade. I'm just telling you that right now. Because there's too much talent. And I'm stuck. There's guys I love. Caleb Fairley would probably be my pick here. But, man, offensive tackle, you got to get an upgrade. You can't move into this draft or the season without a, a left tackle if Trent Williams is gone. So a trade comes across the desk with a familiar face, good old, good-looking, bald-headed man, Robert Sala. The New York Jets offer this, and it, it works perfectly uh, from the trade calculator. The Jets offer number 23. Remember, they have two picks because they traded Jamal Adams. So that's the original Seattle Seahawks pick. Number 23 and number 34. So you drop back 11 spots, but you pick up the second pick in the second round, which is a premium spot. If you look at just the numbers, the 49ers number 12 pick is worth 1,200 points on the Jimmy Johnson trade chart, which you just use as a reference. It's not, you know, it's not scripture. You just kind of, it's, it's a place to kind of put things in the ballpark. The Jets picks number 23 is worth 760, and pick number 34 is 560. Add those up, 1320. So the 49ers accept this trade. We're going to drop back in the first. You know, the quarterbacks weren't there. Trade back. I love this thing. Now, I might not have done this trade if Rashawn Slater is there. That's how much I like him. Okay, from Northwestern. He's, he's a hell of a player. But I do love Christian Darisol. Watch some of his film this morning with Virginia Tech. He didn't give up any sacks. He's incredible. Fits exactly what we want in the zone scheme. But uh, just the ceiling isn't as high. And so trade back. We drop back 11 spots. And again, I just named 10 guys that I like. I'm hoping one or two actually fall. 
So the 49ers fall back from 12. We pick up number 23 from the Jets and number 34, that second pick. Now, why the hell did the Jets trade up? Um, they won an elite pass rusher. Quiddy Pay fell far. They take Quiddy Pay, and so they build around their defense. They got their quarterback. Now they're going with this edge player that is a perfect fit in that scheme. Moving on through the draft, number 13, the Chargers take offensive tackle. Darisaw, that hurt. I didn't think he was going to last 11 picks, but man, um, they took him right there. Minnesota, this was an interesting pick, and I like it. Linebacker, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. From Notre Dame, he's a hell of a playmaker. If Caleb, if Micah Parsons wasn't in this class, people would be talking about him being a top tier guy, a top ten pick. He's that damn good. New England gets a wide receiver, Devontae Smith. Can't believe he lasted this long, but we keep seeing this trend of wide receivers dropping down further than what everybody expected because the college level is putting out so many quality ones. I won't be shocked if I have seven first-round grades on wide receivers. It's so deep. And we keep seeing this trend that second-round wide receivers are just as good as first. It's the opposite of edge and quarterback. You got to spend a first on those QBs and the edge players, but not in the wide receiver position. New England has a huge need. They get a playmaker, Devonta Smith. Um, 16th, Arizona. They get edge Carlos Basham from Wake Forest. He is a perfect fit in their scheme. Somebody to pair up. This is a little high for him. But he is a perfect fit for what they do. Um, yeah, you know, you pair him up, you put him right next to you know what they got. Uh, their main edge rusher got hurt last year, and it changed everything in Chandler Jones. You pair him up with the stud. I mean, I hate this pick because I don't want him going to Arizona, and I don't think that 16 is really the spot. But that is a perfect pairing there. Las Vegas, another linebacker off the ball linebacker, Zaven Collins from Tulsa. Very top-heavy linebacker class. Um, and I love the things I want to see in the first and second round. I want to see linebackers, and I want to see uh, running backs. I want to see them go because every single time one of those two positions are picked, those are positions the 49ers aren't touching, and it pushes top-tier quality talent down. I freaking love that. So every time you hear a linebacker called, it's like take a drink, baby, <laughs> because we're getting some top-tier talent coming down to us. So uh, Las Vegas gets a linebacker, David Collins, out of Tulsa. Miami, pick 18, wide receiver Jalen Waddle. I cannot believe he fell this far. I love their draft. They get Panay Sewell, uh, the best offensive tackle. They get Jalen Waddle, you know, arguably one of the top wide receivers for sure. You got the Tua connection, all those things. Miami crushed this draft so far. Washington, running back Najee Harris. Hell yeah, baby. Love to see it. Take those running backs. Uh, they need some help big time. Uh, running back just seems a little superfluous to me, but I'm not controlling it. Don't get mad at me. Number 20, Chicago, wide receiver Kadarius Tony, Just a freak of nature. The guy's incredible. Indianapolis just traded for quarterback Carson Wentz. They get wide receiver Rondell Moore from Purdue. Another wide receiver playmaker in Tennessee. Tight end Kyle Pitts. He lasted a while. Uh, you know, I think Jonu Smith is going to move on. This is, golly, this would be an insane move having Kyle Pitts and A.J. Brown as your pass catchers. That's incredible. But now the 49ers are back on the clock at number 23. And there's a lot of guys on the board. And I like this a lot. Edge, Aziz uh, Ojolari still there. Jalen Phillips. Offensive tackle, Samuel Cosme. 
Elijah Vera Tucker is now in play. I know that he's a tackle slash guard. He started games at right guard, left guard, and an entire year at left tackle. He is 6'4", so he's a little undersized, but he's perfect for a zone scheme. I think that he could play tackle on a zone blocking scheme like the 49ers. If you're a power scheme, I don't think you, he's, he's a guard only. So, But he's one of those hybrid guys. Very similar to what we saw with Joe Williams out of Alabama, was drafted by the Bengals. Uh, one of those guys that can kind of play either one in a versatile scheme. The 49ers have that. Um, you know, do you want Elijah Vera Tucker as your left tackle? In a pinch, it'll work, but you're going to guarantee this guy's going to be on the field. He's a day one starter. Um, cornerback Caleb Fairley and JC Horn are still there. I don't understand how that's possible. Caleb Fairley's incredible, but. This is a deep cornerback class. There are guys in the second and third round that I like at corners. There are not guys in the second and third round that I like at edge. I don't like them at all. In fact, you got Aziz and Jalen Phillips, and then you could throw a sigh in there. I think he's a late second. But I'm going edge rusher because, again, we started this podcast talking D Ford. Who is the perfect D Ford replacement? It's Aziz Ojolari. Six foot three, two forty. If you want a speed rusher, he's the only one. He's it. That's it. This is the best one. You, you could talk about, you know, J Jason Oway from Penn State. No, no, no. Aziz is your guy. If you want that thing that you are barely missing on defense, that speed rusher, it is this guy. Bend and first step, extreme elite. Just finished the Patreon video breakdown of him uh, just yesterday. So that is fresh up there. 35 minutes going through his game film, and it's an absolute blast. He is incredible. Nine sacks, eight quarterback hits in 2020 on a shortened season. I mean, just all over the place. Uh, four forced fumbles in 2020 on a shortened season. No doubt our team gets better. Now what we have to do is, because we went edge, that's what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan do, right? <laughs> Offensive, defensive linemen. We got to cross our fingers. We got to hope one of these tackles falls so that... Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. We can address that position. And we're in a little bit of a hamstrung area. And as soon as I hit submit this pick, I was just like, oh, now I hate being dependent on other teams. But, man, getting a premier edge player, we saw what this defense could do with that piece there. I, I, I just it, It's a match made in heaven. It just makes too much sense. All right, real quickly, let's fly through these. 24 Pittsburgh, wide receiver Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Another guy I really like, Jacksonville cornerback, these lucky dogs. They get Caleb Fairley. I, I'm kicking myself, man, already. I, I've just got too high a grade on him, but I take him all the time. Uh, I know I like Caleb Fairley more than others. Uh, he's by far my number one corner. Cleveland goes corner again. J.C. Horn off the clock. Baltimore edge, Jason Oway. There are some things I like about his film, but no production whatsoever. Uh, Baltimore, they'll put him in place, and he would be successful. New Orleans at 28. Quarterback Mac Nugget Jones off the board. I think that's a perfect fit because he has the weapons and, you know, he doesn't have elite talent, but you have seen Mac Jones be successful behind a good offensive line with great weapons. New Orleans, perfect pairing for him. Green Bay defensive tackle Halen uh, Twyman from Pittsburgh. Uh, they just keep bulking up. They're allergic to wide receivers and offensive position players, so they stick to that. Buffalo edge Jalen Phillips in, uh, from Miami. Wonderful story. Retired from football after a car accident, concussion problems, transfers from you know UCLA to Miami. Very fun player. Finished his Patreon breakdown this morning. Uh, that was a fun one. Really enjoyed that. And the worst pick of this whole damn draft, and I'm about to be pissed off, Kansas City, they take offensive tackle Samuel Cosme from Texas. This is the guy I wanted. Now, Cosme's going to have a second-round grade for me, but... And hear me out on this. He is the ideal zone left tackle in this draft. If you are running a zone scheme, he's it. A little light. He looks like a big tight end. So he reminds you, calm down with this comparison. He's a little, he's athletic like Joe Staley, where he looks like Joe Staley, but he's as tall and moves more like Mike McGlinchey. And he's somewhere in between. He's, he's, he's still a little bit raw. He's played right tackle and left tackle in college, by the way. But this guy's ceiling, he's not even close to. Uh, like, he, he's got to be coached up to that position. He's a three-year starter. He started as a true freshman for Texas. Uh, I follow this guy since high school. But he is so clean and fits exactly what you want from an offensive tackle in a zone scheme. I really wanted him to fall. The 49ers are picking 33. He goes 31. I don't regret the trade, but I'm a little bummed. Uh, last pick in the first round, Tampa Bay. Running back Travis Etienne 
And that is a scary pairing there. Uh, he's my running back one by a lot. Um, you know, the 49ers won't be taking a running back early, but if they did, I'd want it to be him. He is a perfect fit in this zone scheme. Crazy high speed, one cut runner, uh, great out of the backfield, all those things. So now the 49ers have fallen to, to 33. We already got our edge guy in Aziz, so we're happy there. I don't think that there is any choice in this matter. Uh, you know, there's there's some guys there. Edge, Osai's there. We already went edge. We're not doing that again. Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, absolutely not. Um, you got to go tackle, and it hurt me so bad. I, I was I was trying to go for a home run and hoping Samuel Cosby fell. He didn't. I'm going Elisha Vera Tucker, USC 6'4", 315. I love this kid. Versatility. He started right guard, left guard, left tackle. He's undersized, but in his zone scheme, he works for left tackle. So you would start him at left tackle moving forward, and if it doesn't work out, you're getting a top-tier guard. So he's starting day one. There is no question about that. Uh, this guy could literally play every single position on the line. He's never snapped before, but you wouldn't be upset if <laughs> you had to put him at center. You start him at left tackle, and worse comes to worse, you move him to right guard. Um, I, I love this guy. He is just incredible. High football IQ, amazing feet. He's always <laughs> just perfect and amazing balance and always in control. He probably would have been a top 20 pick, but he had a really bad Pac-12 championship. So if you don't want to like Elijah Vera Tucker, go watch him against Oregon and K, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. He did not look well. But look at his numbers in 2020. He gave up four sacks and two quarterback hits. You don't like those sack numbers, but most of them came in one game. But he is a hell of a player and is great at pass set and just always looking clean and crisp. His best football is ahead of him. And so it's not the ideal <laughs> you know, player that you want as your left tackle, but it's the way it fell. And so if we go back to where we traded out, I'm going to do a second-round pick as well. Um, you know, Whenever we were on the clock at 12... What were you going to do? Christian Derisaw. So the question is, would you rather have Christian Derisaw alone? Or would you rather trade back and get Aziz and Elijah Vera Tucker? So it's the two-for-one starters. The premier left tackle in Derisaw at 12. Just stay there and take him. You're done. Mail it in. Or trade back. Try to get lucky. We missed out by two picks. But you still get the left tackle in Elijah Vera Tucker, who's a versatile. You know, you can move him all over the line. But you also get Aziz. You get the edge, and you get the utility offensive lineman. Um, so two starters for one. I'll, I'll let you guys kind of you know hash that out, what's better or not. But I like that. The offensive line got better. The defensive line got better. Now we jump to the second-round pick. This will be the last pick we make tonight. Pick 43. The 49ers are back on the board. We've got a left tackle. We've got an edge player. Who's left? All right, cornerback, still a major need. You've got Eric Stokes from Georgia. Fun, a very fun player, fits our scheme perfectly. Asante Samuel Jr., Florida State. Uh, Iafetu Melifonwu from Syracuse. We picked Iafetu last week in the second round, so I'm going to stay away from that one. The, the crazy thing is, Edge, freaking Joseph Osai from Texas is still there. Uh, man, uh, <laughs> you know, if you could shake it up again, if I knew I was going to get Osai at 43, maybe I don't go Aziz. I'd probably go corner early, but uh, hindsight's 2020. I'm not going to go back and change it. Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond still on the board. Um, I have Mond way over Kyle Trask, but one other position still there that we need interior offensive lineman. If we're playing Elijah Vera Tucker at left tackle, because again, this is assuming Trent Williams is gone. 
Creed, Mother F and Humphrey, baby. He's still sitting there. Perfect fit. Amazing scheme fit. He steps in at center. I'm taking Creed Humphrey. You already know I love this guy. Um, he's incredible. So you walk out of the first and second round. Edge with Aziz. Perfect pairing. Elijah Vera Tucker. Zone scheme's perfect for him. Left tackle, eh, a little bit of a stretch, but we're going to have to see how that plays out. And you upgrade cor uh, center. Everybody's talking about quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, can't stay healthy, all these things. You want to keep your quarterback healthy? You draft two offensive linemen in the first two rounds. You know, you get two studs here in Elijah Vera Tucker and Creed Humphrey. You plug and play three new starters on the offense and defensive line. It's the way the 49ers are built. It's the way they're structured from the inside out. If Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy in this, then yeah, you move on. There's no doubt about it. And perhaps this is the year to move on, but this draft didn't fall that way. The quarterbacks didn't fall. Um, I didn't try to trade up. They were gone by eight, and we allowed the draft to come to us. And man, walking around with those three players, I take that in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, you, obviously you got the chance of a quarterback falling and trading up, which is going to cost a first and a second round pick. Who would you rather have, Justin Fields or Creed Humphrey, Elijah Vera Tucker, and Aziz Ojolari? This is a roster construction type of mindset where you have to figure out what's best for the 49ers. And I, I really do think that it's it, it's a good way. To look, man, that is a bolstered offensive line. Golly. Running back's going to be so much better. The running game's going to improve. Play action. Everything is going to be better. I really like this. Let me know what you think in the comments. Tell me how I did. A plus, F minus, all those things. Uh, I, if there's one thing that I can do to upset people, it is always mock drafts. But I love them just because it gives us a peek and kind of what, what, we're, what we're looking at here. Um, anyway, you guys are awesome. I didn't get a chance to read through all the comments. I was going a little too strong. I apologize about that, but man, I just get amped up about this stuff. We're already past our 45 minute mark. Um, again, if you want to support the podcast, the best place to do that, head over to freaking, uh, Patreon. I uh, can't stress this enough. We're about two weeks out from our first meeting, which I'm pretty pumped about. Got to hang out. We're going to have a trivia. You got to try to beat me. And then we're going to do a mock draft together and tell some fun stories, have some drinks together virtually, of course. Uh, so head over there. Thank you for all of the support. This has been an absolute blast. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.